part two with John Bosch. He's at John Bosch FF. He's uh, the 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 commissioner among commissioners is uh, how I introduced him on the last show. And uh, make sure to check out part one because we talked a lot about uh, the uh, the apocalypse for fantasy football um, based on this pandemic. Uh, what that looks like, what you can what you can do right now as a commissioner. Uh, to start to plan ahead just in case. Um, but you know, that was, that was really kind of a, uh, a footnote on the stuff that I wanted to talk about with you, Bosh. <laughs> and that ended up being our entire conversation for part one. But I mean, it, you and I have had some great conversations, uh, on Superflex strategy and I finally wanted to get it actually recorded and put it out there to the universe because for one thing I get cussed out way too much <laughs> and blocked way too many times for my theories on quarterback heavy. I do think people are starting to come around on it a little bit. Um but for those who are still uh I, I'm I'm sending them into a fit of rage uh with this. I I wanted to get a little bit of backup here. Maybe a human shield as well. Um, you're, uh, you're a very durable person. And I think that, uh, you make, a, you make a, a great shield for me. So, um, but this is also something that, that you've been talking about for quite a while as well. And, um, so, you know, I just, I, I guess more than anything, I just want to get your thoughts, kind of your reasoning for the quarterback heavy approach to a super flex startup. So I love quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> When I do auctions, I love running quarterback prices up. I don't like to actually invest in them, though. <laughs> as much yeah. as I totally agree with you, mm-hmm. and I do think you should invest in quarterbacks, and I do, but then I don't keep them. Um, I, I end up playing with a tier of quarterbacks that's usually bad. Uh, if it's super flex, I feel perfectly comfortable playing with like two quarterback twos. Because I can get the, I can eventually I can get the players that I want elsewhere. But if I am doing a startup draft, I will draft quarterbacks heavy. I'll go one, two, three, four. I don't care. I'll just keep taking quarterbacks um, at the beginning because if they're good enough, their value is going to hold. And like I said, in an auction, I just keep running them all the way up. I run up quarterbacks as high as I can. Then I do try and parachute out <laughs> and hope that somebody else pays that huge investment. And then I can just try to get by with some other garbage quarterbacks. So I love the value of quarterbacks. Uh, I often don't get to put in the practice starting good ones, though. Because <laughs> I even when I do get them, which I do often, um, because it's risky to run them up. And I'm always okay with them landing on my rosters. That's why I don't mind running them up. I'm not just trying to price enforce. I don't care if I get the quarterback. Like, it doesn't hurt me. If I do, if I walk out of a draft with four or five quarterbacks or an auction, I should say, that doesn't bother me at all because I know that I will be active enough to trade them for other pieces that I, that other people are going to need that quarterback and I'm going to need what they want or I'm going to want what they have, you know? So I end up finding some pretty natural trade partners. So it's not that risky and you can always just, you always end up getting a good return for quarterbacks and super flex. Yeah, it's such a I I've I've kind of mentioned this as as part of the, you know, one of the tent poles of this strategy is the fact that, 
you know, it, it's not that you have to have Pat Mahomes. Like, you know, whoever ends up with the quarterback one overall is going to be at a huge advantage because that's always an outlier season. But basically everybody from two to like, you know what, like 14, 15, something like that, they, they all score within a, a handful of points of one another on a weekly basis. So, and, and in fact, like part of where your credibility comes from is the fact that like you, you tell the story of, of winning a championship with, uh, it's got it's absolute garbage. It was like Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had I had a really successful. I think it was twenty seventeen. No, uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was two years ago. I I did great, yeah. and I had I had Flacco and Eli on so there many of my rosters. Uh, <laughs> it was so ugly, and I felt so disgusting every time I clicked submit. But uh, but that's because I used other quarterbacks, and I you know I. I traded them and got something really good. Yeah. I'm like eh, Flacco and Eli, like, okay, whatever. They were, they were startable. Like they were yeah. fine. They're total garbage long run. And so dynasty wise that hurts, but okay. So then I just flipped the Andy Dalton for a year. Yeah. This year I'm flipping to Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. Like I'm okay. Just continuing to bounce over and over and over. Give me the guy that has one or two years left and that's fine. But that doesn't mean I don't love the, investment of the other. I love making other people invest in the quarterbacks. And that's, that's why I value them so much. And, and I, I do take the same approach you do um, saying that you have to have quarterbacks. You, you have to. Yeah. But I always end up giving away, not giving away. I end up trading away the ones that are good off my roster. And then the other ones are the ones that I end up starting and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a it's a pay to play type of scenario. That's kind of what it is. Like you have to have quarterbacks to trade for court or to trade quarterbacks. Like that's it, you know, that and that's really kind of just common sense, to be honest. And, and you know, those who come out of a super flex startup with only two quarterbacks and somebody's going to come offer you a trade where you're giving up one of those two quarterbacks and you're not getting anything in return, even if it's Christian McCaffrey for your second quarterback, whoever that is, you still can't do it. Like you uh, maybe I'll, I'm not going to jump on that train with you. Uh, maybe it depends on who the second quarterback is. Um, but I, but yeah, I totally get yeah, it. I mean, Christian like McCaffrey, a, maybe go a little further down at running back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair. Go to like, well, go like or, Joe or, Mix, go like Joe Mixon for a quarterback too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, let's say, uh, yeah, Joe Mixon, that would work. I mean, Christian McCaffrey for, you know, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, like that's a that's a hard move to to make. Yeah, those aren't quarterback twos. <laughs> for me, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but, we we gotta have some fun with Russell Wilson if we got because I am not on board with him either. But uh, <laughs> really, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. No, not a no. Yeah, he moved up to quarterback three for me with Deshaun mm. Watson losing Nuke. Nope, not no. not every other week. It's you make the wrong decision when you click submit to start. He's better in super That's flex. True. Single and, quarterback, he's terrible half the time. Yeah, and you always yeah. have to start him. You can't not start him. Right. Yeah. That's another reason I don't like having investment in quarterback. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I, that's another reason I like the garbage quarterbacks because I don't ever feel bad dumping them. <laughs> but you can't. Another. You can't. You you have to start the other ones when you have them. 
Sorry, yeah. that that's a major no. derailing there. <laughs> no, totally. But yeah, I mean, it, the other maddening thing with with Russ is the fact that his bad games generally come in the fantasy playoffs. I don't know why that is. Late in the year, maybe there's just more of a commitment to the run, but like all of his single digit games end up coming in weeks 14 through 16. It's it's really annoying. Um, but I mean, just the fact that he gets you there is is part of what I like about him. But another bad example. Um, so I mean, we were we were talking about when people leave a startup and somebody has too many quarterbacks and other teams don't have any. Yeah. And then let me let me ask you this. Have you ever heard this? Well, nobody trade him for a quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was going to go through the, the <laughs> flow chart with you because it starts with. You know, for some oh, why reason, you take it, it starts with, why are you taking all the quarterbacks? You can only start two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the other thing I want to do with you. I want to I want to knock down some of these FAQs. On, all right, let's on... <laughs> fire those away. Not, those, are, those are my favorites. I have answers for all of them. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would. That's what I wanted to get to. But yeah, let's let's kind of start with the flow chart. So I, I join a Superflex startup. I draft a quarterback with my first pick. Nobody okay. really bats an eye. And then I, second, and then third, my and second, <laughs> my third, my fourth. I, I usually come out of the first five rounds with four quarterbacks, and that's when everybody starts to wonder, like, wait a minute, what's what's happening here? Some of them still don't really care. They're like, all right, I mean, you can't start all those guys. Like you said, you can only start two. The rest of them are no. You can only start two, don't you know? Like, come on. Yeah, all those points are being wasted on your bench. Yeah, being wasted on your bench. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, and they never say that about their running backs, by the way. (laughs) But they say that about the quarterbacks. Um, So yeah, that that happens. Then the next step is um, all right. You know, screw this guy. He's taking all the quarterbacks. Like this, uh, you know. I maybe we should restart this draft. No, oh. you know, like I, I've heard that one before. Like I think that we need to restart this because this is not fair. He's got all the quarterbacks. This is not okay. And obviously, nobody's on board with that. You can't restart a freaking startup draft. We're adults. So the next step is okay. Well, I'm just I'm not going to trade with him. I'll be fine with with my one quarterback. I'm going to not trade with him. Sometimes they even get the entire league to agree to that. And I'm not going to all... trade with him and make sure nobody else does either. Yeah, exactly. Because, because that really is going to screw me if somebody else does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the <laughs> people, final people, step. People leave that little final, that little fine print out when they, <laughs> when they get so bold to say that they're not going to trade for them. <laughs> but it only is going to help me if nobody else does too. It'll really hurt me if somebody else trades for him. Yeah. So there, there's so much insecurity in that statement. I love it. Yeah. And I yeah. love what's, oh man, as soon as I get that statement, and as you can probably tell from my voice, I've gotten a little excited here because <laughs> as soon as I get that statement, I've won. Yep. <laughs> like I have like mark it down. I've won. You are already, when you get, when you get to that point so fast where you're like, <laughs> nobody in the league trade for a quarterback from him. Yeah. You know what you've done? You have pointed out to every single person in the league for me that I am the quarterback store. Yep. That's I'm exactly the quarterback it. store. I've literally named my team that from time to time. <laughs> I'll actually just change the name <laughs> to the quarterback awesome. store. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm the store. Guess yeah. what? Every time that you try and trade for a quarterback from somebody else, you know what they're going to want back? Another quarterback. 
Yeah, exactly. You're never going to see an offer in, in a in a league where the quarterback market is tight. You don't see offers of, hey, I'll give you this quarterback for a wide receiver. The counter is always, okay, well, I'll give you this quarterback, but I want the wide receiver and this other quarterback that you have on your roster. So everybody just tries to scramble <laughs> to try and get that. You know, they, most people will come out with one or two still. Nobody comes out with zero. Hopefully if they do, they're just, they're, they're really screwed. Yeah. Um, so most people come out with one and then maybe one that's not so great. And they spend so much time trying to improve that one. Or guess what? If they had just invested in the startup, they wouldn't be in this, this situation. Yeah. But because they just said, Oh, I'll just play late round quarterback in a 12 team super flex or 14 team super flex. They don't account for the fact that somebody's going to take six or seven quarterbacks. <laughs> right. So all of a sudden they don't have 32 quarterbacks to choose from. They have like 24 quarterbacks to choose from, you know, because somebody else has probably taken more than two. Let's just yeah. do the math here. And it gets a little simple to the, all of a sudden you don't have enough quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> You're not going to be able to start a quarterback. Yeah. Even if you take a garbage quarterback, you're hoping that, you know, maybe it's somebody that you can improve on. I'll offer this quarterback plus something. That plus is going to be a whole lot. If that guy's not good enough to start in your quarterback two slot, nobody's just giving you their quarterback too. Yeah. <laughs> for whoever your garbage quarterback is that you don't want to start. Cause guess what? They don't want to start him either. So yeah. uh, I love it. I, that it gets me so fired up. I love it when that chat gets to that point. Because yeah. I'm just like, okay, don't trade me. Well, you're gonna get you're just your team's gonna be terrible. Okay, so I'll get the one on one. And guess what? I can add a running back, and then I can add a wide receiver at the 201 next year. There's a good chance I'm gonna be able to sell a quarterback or two and get a couple of first round picks uh throughout the season. There's a good chance that I'm gonna end up having three or four first rounders by next year. I can probably find some uh, running backs and wide receivers. How many quarterbacks are you finding on a yearly basis in Superflex? This year we're going to have a you know a good amount and it's 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's there's not as much changeover uh the, in jobs that go to rookies as there are running backs, wide receivers. There's a reason those guys come in and put up production right away because yeah. there's a lot more jobs. <laughs> there's 32 starting NFL jobs for quarterbacks. You can't put two. There's no timeshares for quarterbacks. You can't have a third down pass receiving quarterback. Like that Taysom Hill. Okay, fine. Whatever. You know, nobody else, <laughs> nobody else has that role. That role is not there. So there is a limited amount of quarterbacks that are really going to score points for you. Yeah. And we, so 2019 was a little bit of a godsend for, for you and I, because a lot of people are looking at that and saying, because this was actually a, a, when I, when I, uh, was a contestant on dynasty game night. We actually talked about, and this was in season still. So the numbers probably went up, but you know, we talked about the number of quarterbacks who logged a start. We talked about the number of quarterbacks who scored fantasy points. And it was, it was roughly, I think it was somewhere. It ended up being somewhere around 64 different quarterbacks got a start and almost 70 of them logged fantasy points at some point in 2019. Some so, of them logged just negative fantasy points and didn't have a positive. <laughs> yeah. Josh yeah. Rosen, Jarrett Stidham. <clears throat> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were yeah, there were a few of those guys. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as as far as quarterbacks who actually got on the field, it was I think it was over 70 for the for the season. So and that's you know, that's good and bad. I mean, if you can yeah. if you can play the QB musical chairs and you can hit week to week to week to week to week, and you can you can do it. Yeah. It's not fun. I I mean I yeah. I, I'm somebody that plays those quarterback musical chairs. I will pick up Nick Folk and throw him in my starting lineup when he gets one start for the Jets. Right. Because my other options, Eli Manning, and he just got benched or, you know, whatever. Like that, that, <laughs> that definitely, you can definitely go that route. Yeah. It's not easy. And after about three weeks of it, because when you put Nick Folk in, he ends up scoring like no points or negative points or something like that. So it's not, it's not a pleasant scenario. You really better have a good starting, whatever, seven or eight other positions. If that's your plan at quarterback, it's a really hard way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. It, it, it is. It is fun. I, I will say that I, I enjoy that because <laughs> I kind of like to laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The streaming approach. I mean, it does. It leaves you with guys like, like Nick, Nick Folk, Chase Daniel, uh, David Blau, like those are the type I started of guys. all three of those guys last year. <laughs> Will Greer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh, that. That's, that's terrible. But again, that was in an outlier season where I don't know if it is an outlier. I, I don't. I don't want to get too far before saying that. I think. I think every year, uh, Sal Stefanile has been. He's been watching this on twoqbs.com. He, he has like a quarterback tracker, uh-huh. and I think if you go back and look, I mean, every year. There's like 55, 60 something starters, mm-hmm. but, but on the flip side, that is also bad because yeah. that, that the, those starters that you have that you think are quarterback twos, your Nick Foles, well, he's not always a quarterback two. Sometimes he gets benched and Gardner Minshew's playing, you know, that's yeah. so, so if you're counting on living in that end of quarterback two area, those jobs get taken away real fast. Andy Dalton got benched last year and then came back. Like it's yeah. So, so it, you, you can do it. Uh, but it also is, it's, it's, it's hurtful. If you think I'll, I'll just be okay. Starting Nick Foles, whatever. I'll just, I'll just throw him in there. Well, you didn't invest and guess what? That burns you then because of how many quarterbacks end up starting. And if you think you can just pick up one off the waiver wire, yeah, it's 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 not pretty because then it is Foles or Blau or, you yeah. know, those are bad, bad replacements. Right. Yeah. The, and that's that's kind of the other problem is you still you have to spend fab. I mean, it, most people should be at this point doing, um, you know, uh, acquisition budgets as opposed to any other kind of, you know, waiver priority type system. Um, but you have to spend on every one of these guys. Like Jeff Driscoll took over for Matthew Stafford, gave us a really good fantasy game. And then you had to go spend fab on him. You got probably, I think one more game out of him, one more good game. And then he started the next one and I think got hurt if I remember right. So it gave you a really bad one. It so, you know, but anyways, like you had to spend a significant amount, amount of fab on that. Like the, the part that people often miss, like they, they think in terms of, you know, if I don't get my quarterback in the startup, I'll just, I'll get him in the rookie draft. I'll get him off of waivers. 
and totally forget about the fact that there are 12 other or, you know, 11 other teams in the league doing the, the exact same thing. They're all going for that quarterback. We're all looking for Gardner Minshew, who just comes off of waivers and becomes a, a long-term starter for us. You know, we're all looking for uh, Mason Rudolph looked like he was going to be that, you know, we're all, we're all trying to, to do that regardless of our, our quarterback situation. And so you actually have to compete for every quarterback who's ever going to be available. And it's going to be expensive, far more expensive than any quarterbacks, you know, any of the replacement level quarterbacks would have been in your startup. Yeah. And if you play in a league with deep enough rosters, those guys aren't even on the waiver wire. I mean, that's the thing. If you've got a decent sized taxi squad, any rookie quarterback is drafted in Superflex. You know, if you can put or auctioned, yeah. uh, I'll th- I will throw every single rookie quarterback up in an auction for a yeah. dollar. I don't care. Like, I don't care who they are. doesn't matter. If they're a rookie and I can taxi them, they're not going to hurt my active roster. And if my active roster is, uh, is large enough, I'm going to put every single backup on my roster too. I will yep. make it so that you don't have an option to go to the waiver wire. You're not going to pick up Jeff Driscoll. He's already going to be rostered by me or by somebody else that sees there's no options. I better just throw him on there. If my starter gets hurt, at least I have the backup. So yeah. that it, what, what happens is the quarterback market just gets tight and eventually maybe they, okay. So maybe they did pick, maybe they did manage to get Jeff Driscoll and he hits. Well, that's not a long-term solution. And if they're contending, which they might be because they didn't, you know, necessarily invest heavily in quarterbacks. So maybe they have really good running backs and really good wide receivers. And they're looking at their team and they're thinking, wow, this is my window, but I need another quarterback. Then they're going to pull on up to that quarterback store. (laughs) And that's what always happens. Yep. They always will break. Yeah. Someone will. It is something you, you mean, you, you have to just maintain you have to be okay losing with a bunch of quarterbacks on your roster and just tell yourself on a daily basis, I have value on my roster. Value is not going to win me anything this year, but in the long run, it will. The quarterback assets, if you invest early in them, they aren't usually going to decline really fast. You can see it coming when a quarterback value declines. Cam yep. Newton is kind of falling off a cliff a little bit here. That's a pretty rare scenario. Jameis also kind of fell off, but we kind of saw that coming. You know, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't completely shocking. But both even of those guy, guys are both of those guys are going to get value spikes again. By the way, yep. like they're going to get it. contracts. Yeah, yep. Both They'll of them. Even jump back up. Jameis is going to be a backup somewhere, but it's still it's going to be somewhere with a path to yep. starting, and he his value is going to shoot back up. So even, even Jameis, look at what ha- look at what's happened with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, yeah. His value went to zero. He got a backup job with the Saints. Yeah, yeah, people were a little bit interested then. Now all of a sudden he's a starting quarterback again. So quarterbacks get cycled through. Yeah. They're not as easy to come by. You can't just the Gardner Minshew thing. I mean, that does that just <laughs> does that just doesn't happen a lot. There are not a lot of starting quarterbacks out there that you can go and say, oh yeah, nobody was gonna take him in the nobody like how many we should probably go through it. How many quarterbacks were taken? not in the first and second rounds of rookie drafts. Like, yeah, it's, it's gotta be a really low number. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Man, now I'm trying to think of some examples off the top of my head. There, there really aren't very many. Um, Romo was uh, Romo was like a undrafted. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he probably wasn't. I bet I wasn't playing Dynasty way back then. <laughs> no. uh, but I'm assuming that he was not a high draft pick and not even in super. You know, not in Superflex even. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot that I can think of of guys that really just came from unexpected spots that are actual solutions. And I'm not even sold that Minshew is an actual solution. Sorry, sorry about that. No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think he's a, I think he's a solution for this year. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Cool mustache. Yeah. It's, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of, I, I mean, that's, that's kind of one of those landing spots for Jameis Winston, for instance, like yep. to me, that's the, the ones that make the most sense. It's, it's Jacksonville, it's Denver. Like those are the places that make the most sense where you feel like you've got a young franchise quarterback, but you don't know for sure. Like that's where you bring in Jameis Winston. And, you know, if that happened, you know, Minshew's value is going to drop. Jameis's value is going to shoot up like that's in, in, you know, as it should, because that's probably a move that's coming in 2020. Minshew's not making enough money that he's got a long leash. Yeah, he's exactly. making very little money. It is not hard for him to find his way back to the bench. When guys yeah. are making a lot of money, teams are committed. Yep. And that commitment means they have a lot longer of a leash. I don't yep. think Minshew's got a long leash at all. Unless he gets some sort of a new contract, I have zero expectations for him. <laughs> unless they unless they show him money, yeah. I don't see confidence. Like money yeah. equals confidence for me in the NFL. And to be honest, he would have, he, he's going to have to play quite a bit better than he did in 2019. Now, he, I mean, he was a rookie, so it's hard to have high expectations for a rookie quarterback, but I mean, like that you've got to demonstrate that you can win in the NFL and they didn't, they didn't win all that often with him at quarterback. So like, that's why they were willing to go back to Nick Foles when he came back from the injury. So, But fans love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He puts butts in the seats. Uh, that only lasts for so long. Though. Yeah. <laughs> that wear, that wears former Bengals fan here. Yeah. That wears off real fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I am curious now, what is your response to people who, you know, in, in the draft, we'll start with kind of that, that first, the first step, uh, in the, in the process, in the, the grieving process, uh, the first step, the, the anger step, which, uh, or, or I guess it's more of a, uh, a denial step. It, okay. So step, step one, refresh my memory was, uh, Hey, this guy's taking a bunch of quarterbacks or what was it? Yeah, it's 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 you know oh, what do are you, you know gonna do you know with all those quarterbacks? You don't. Right. You can only start two of them. Yeah, and all those points are going to be wasted on your bench. So my responses to that is always the same. Um, the points on my bench don't hurt me at all. Like mm-hmm. I I don't care about bench points one way or the other. I am quite fine having points on my bench. Do you want to have a bench with zero points? <laughs> like I I love to ask that question because then like. Uh, they don't really know how to respond. Like, are you targeting yeah. a bench with zero points? Is is that your goal? Are yeah. you trying to build a team with zero depth? They people don't know how to answer that one. So always ask that question. Are you tar- are you targeting a bench with zero points? Like, I mean, yeah, my <laughs> my bench is going to have points. I really hope my bench outscores my starters every week, but I hope my starters still score plenty. Like, 
Yeah. Why wouldn't you want all of your players that you have rostered to score? Right. When you pose it that way, they usually they get a little annoyed. Yeah. But they're like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, actually, I have no idea what you mean because I have totally disagree with what your line of thinking is. Yeah. My other response to him is always, you know, it's it's kind of a defense type of thing. I'm, I, I, you know, the best offense is a good defense. I'm playing, I'm playing damn good defense because those points on my, I would rather have those my those points on my bench than in your lineup. And you're yep. definitely not going to have that in your lineup. I, I have definitely said that exact phrase. I would rather have them on my bench than in your lineup. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just it, and. Like there's actual, there's an actual like practical application for that because we know, um, and I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but essentially, you know, uh, Andy Dalton finished as the quarterback 24 for the season, uh, in total points for the season. Joe Mixon was a running back nine for the season and they scored the exact number of points. Really nice. Course. Andy Dalton uh, sat out the two games where they gave Ryan Finley the chance. And uh, yeah, they scored the exact same number of points. So essentially at your super flex position, you're better off with a quarterback 24 than, you know, the running back call it 10. Like I, I, you know, you could, you could say running back nine too, but uh, we'll just say running back 10 just for argument argument's sake. So like you would have to have the perfect combination essentially of, you know, in, in a league where you've got two starting running backs, uh, two flex positions and your super flex, you would, that means you have to have five running backs inside the top 10 inside the top nine, uh, in order to justify benching quarterback 24, Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, so, I'm always starting a quarterback in the super flex. I don't understand the people that don't do it. So yeah, yeah, you 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 have to. And Jordan McNamara, uh, you know, I talked to him about he he's got this in his uh, the latest version of his book, The Analytics of Dynasty. He was talking about like he he took value over replacement and took it to the next level with wins over replacement. Uh, definitely check out that book. It's it's eye opening, but. Uh, what he's essentially doing is assigning a number of wins to each player. And he's, he's saying that if you don't have a quarterback at the super flex, you're giving up literal wins every yeah. single season, like multiple wins. And that's not even considering bye weeks. Like yeah, it, I, I don't understand people that think that you can just plug any other position. Yeah. It's super flex for a reason. There's a reason there's only usually one of them. <laughs> because it's a major advantage to put another quarterback in your lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So step one was denial, okay. uh, denying that they actually need quarterbacks. Step two is anger, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, this, this league isn't fair. He's got all the quarterbacks. We need to start over. I'm going to quit this league. <laughs> like, like I, I don't, I don't get that one a lot, but that does come up. And, and in fact, we, both of us have had people come to us and ask us, you know, what happens when you employ your strategy and it pisses people off 
to a point of wanting to quit the league or blow the league up. Oh, I've had people quit leagues during startups with me before, not over the quarterback <laughs> thing, but over, I'll just say over other strategy points. Um, yeah. You know, you know, James's league. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure you're well aware of the scenarios where a, a strategic play by me caused some uh, ruffled feathers and people <laughs> did leave the league and that didn't bother me at all. I don't, I don't care. Like, okay, bye. You know, that's sorry. Uh, I, I played differently than you. My bad. I like, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't play the exact way you expected me to. And that, that is kind of the same feeling I have with the quarterbacks when, when, because you're right, people do get that way. And they're like, well, this is stupid. We just got to start over. One thing I will say is, well, you had the opportunity to draft quarterbacks and you chose not to yeah. like, you, you know, you chose not to do this. Like, this is, this is a really, really, really easy thing to figure out. Like, yeah, you made the decision not to do it. So, and you I went, I don't really know what the issue is. Like, yeah, instead, you made that yeah, instead you, in your auction, you, you spend all your money on running backs. Nobody's saying this about the fact that there are no running backs available, you know, because there are like, everybody knows that there's still, I, I'm still going to find my running back, so I don't care. He can, he can, you know, he can draft Christian McCaffrey and, or, you know, in the auction, he can buy Christian McCaffrey and he can buy Nick Chubb and, you know, just put together this all star lineup of running backs. That's fine. I'm still going to find Good job. Guys and in gonna... three, three years, they're all going to have no value. Well, that too. Yeah. Well, McCaffrey will. I'm, I'm, I, I can't say that Chris, Chris McCaffrey. I love him. So Nick Chubb. No, he's no bad. <laughs> yeah. McCaffrey probably would. It, to every rule. He's never going to get hurt. He's never going to get overworked. He is going to play till he's 45. <laughs> Sorry. I have an unnatural affection for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only, he's the only running back. That's it. I guess Saquon too, but like, you know, nobody else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's actually possible with those two guys, I, especially McCaffrey. <laughs> that's, but... what I, that's what I tell myself, but <laughs> I'm not so sure. Yeah, but I mean, I'm you... probably lying to myself. <laughs> See, that's the thing. In a moment of clarity, you're like, I mean, I can't bank on it. Like, I think no, it I'd, could happen for them. Like in a super flex startup, how do you still see people taking Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley? over Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and like yep. how can you do that i mean let's say let's say those two running backs let's say they have awesome careers and they play for four or five more years you have way more years than that like <laughs> as the baseline like that's their cap is yeah. maybe they get a play for four or five more years and be really productive yeah that is their maximum that's the minimum that you're getting out of Patrick Mahomes. Like, right. and I, uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers too, right? Like he's still, he's oh, just, for, yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's my Christian McCaffrey. Yes. I know blind spot <laughs> there, but you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but for quarterbacks that are young and scoring very well, just, I, I don't, I don't understand how people do that. And then they just say, well, I'll just take a couple quarterbacks later. Oh man, that's a big difference. Yeah. Big, big difference. Imagine yeah. being able to start, you know, it's always fun for me to go and look at what you can do. If you if, say you take a quarterback at the first spot 
and then you take a quarterback second spot and running back at the third spot, what you know, third round versus taking a running back and then quarterback, quarterback. Like the difference in that threesome is so crazy different. Like I'm always going to be much happier having the two quarterbacks and then the running back in the third round, whoever that is, it's going to make me feel way better than whatever quarterback I'm taking in the third round. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, we talk about this one all the time too, but it just kind of creates this inefficiency on your roster. If you've got good running backs without the, the quarterback position solidified, like all that running back, you know, productivity. And like you said, I mean, it's going to last, you know, for most of them, it's probably, you know, two or three more years. Like, and it hurt it hurts you from a roster construction standpoint and yeah. future future pick standpoint. Because yeah. guess what? When you're playing in these leagues with all these flexes, those running backs, even if they're not, you know, let, let's say you have running backs that are inconsistent, but they're good and young. So they score real well one week, not real well the next week. Like anytime you get potential points on your bench, that is rolling up in your potential points. Right. Which is to lower your draft pick if the league is set up as potential points, or even if it's set up as win losses, maybe occasionally you hit and you win a game because you've threw three or four running backs in there. If you can only start two quarterbacks, they don't hurt you on the bench. Right. <laughs> like you can always, you can always make it so that you can't start them, which then keeps your draft pick nice and high, doesn't lower it. And that's when you just go take your running back then. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people really think about that effect, yeah. but the fact that you can technically start so many more running backs makes it so that anytime you have a running back scoring points, it makes it harder to get that quarterback in the future because the quarterbacks go at the top of rookie drafts and super flex. They're yeah. taken early. So if you're not up there, you don't get them or you have to pay a bunch to go up and get them. And everybody knows that you need that quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And man, like their only recourse ends up being like, so again, to me, McCaffrey, Barkley, like those guys can be somewhat long-term, you know, there's, there's reason to believe that you're going to get, you know, more than three more years out of both of those guys. But still, but like, that's, I mean, that's, that, that's a, that's a hope and that's a maximum a risk for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're getting, there's no way anybody can look at Mahomes. And Lamar Jackson, granted, yes, sure. Andrew Luck retired, whatever. Yeah. Um, you're looking at those guys and and you really are saying their careers are twice as long as the running backs. Like at yeah. least. You're literally going to get those guys as long as you want them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, you're, they will outlast, they might outlast your league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Mahomes most likely will in a lot of cases. So, but like that, that next tier of running backs, kind of the, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, those are kind of the next, uh, the next three running backs to generally go off and in, in off of uh, draft boards. And every Give time I Deshaun see Watson, Kyler Murray over either over any of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And, and, you know, I mean, really kind of any, any quarterback, but anytime I see, see one of those running backs go in the first round, I'm like, that's that owner is the first one to quit this league. <laughs> like, like his, his, his roster is going to end up being such a mess. 
here in the next you know year or two that he's just going to be like i i can't do anything with this walk away and you know it, like because the problem is you know the the theory is all right i draft zeke here and i lock up my running backs you know maybe come back and take another running back um maybe even they may even get a, a young stud wide receiver somewhere along the line you know a dj Moore. um uh, you know, Chris Godwin, somebody like that to kind of solidify their wide receiver one position, but they're still, they don't have the foundation of that quarterback position. And so the, and the theory generally is that, all right, well, I'll just get my quarterback in a rookie draft. So, okay. First of all, somehow you've got to land, you know, one of the top two picks um, next year is going to be the exact same thing as 2020, where we've got those two, you know, slam dunk quarterbacks and they're yep. going to go in the top two picks. And then if you don't have one of those two picks, which you're not going to, if you've got Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, you came back with, uh, I mean, Joe Mixon is a name that we, that we threw out and, you know, you've, you've got all these running backs. You're going to be good enough to be in the middle. Yeah, exactly. You might, you might get to the playoffs. You're probably not, you're not, you're not going to win a championship without quarterbacks, but you, you know, you can probably get to the cusp of the playoffs, which is ex- that's the absolute worst thing to to be in a dynasty league is somewhere in the middle there, either contend or be trash, and get those early picks. But so the problem is, then you know their their plan is going to be to try and get up to one hundred and one and get Trevor Lawrence in twenty twenty one, and then Ezekiel Elliott's going to get cut by the Cowboys. They're not going to feel good about their running back situation anymore. And now they're going to have finding a one-year deal in Denver. (laughs) Yeah, This this is obviously the, the landing spot for, for uh, running or kind of the assisted living home for, for running backs (laughs) here in Denver. Um, Yeah. And, and so then it's going to feel like, okay, I'm at one Oh one. I could take, you know, whether it's Travis Etienne or, you know, Chuba Hubbard or maybe somebody else comes along at that point, or, you know, do I stay the course and take quarterback? There's always a reason to not take quarterbacks, especially when, you know, when, when you drafted running back heavy and that starts falling apart on you before you can solidify the quarterback position. And it just, you just end up in this vicious cycle. That's just, again, things, things never line up for you. Yeah. Yeah, you just never quite get it on track until you commit to, you know, saying screw running backs, just building around quarterbacks. And and that's the other thing. Trevor Lawrence, you get even if you do have the discipline to take him at 101, you also have to accept the fact that he's not going to do anything for you in 2021. So like that's a that's a tough pill for people to swallow. So yeah, it, it just it it just creates this quagmire that you're never going to get out of. And eventually you're just going to quit your league. <laughs> so what was the, what was the next gripe after that? Then? <laughs> uh, so let's see, that one was anger. Uh, um, step three was, w- would be acceptance, which is all right. He's got all the quarterbacks. It is what it is, but we're not trading with him. And the entire league, agrees we're not going to trade with him 
What's your response to that? When, when in the league chat, when they're all they all come to an agreement that they're not going to trade for your quarterbacks, you're stuck with them. So that is, I mean, I I I, <laughs> I very clearly say, okay, like I have no problem with that. Like yeah. that's fine. Don't trade me. I usually do point out. I, I like to hit on that insecurity and oh my God, let me tell you one thing that <laughs> really sets off fantasy football players. When you call them insecure, um, they get a little peeved, we'll call it. So when I, when I, they when don't I don't know the, they don't know the definition of irony, by the way. Oh, it's, it's just fantastic. <laughs> I, I love it. So I usually, I, I will actually say, wow, this is just another, this is a, this is an owner who is insecure in his own quarterback position right now. He doesn't have what it takes to have the quarterbacks. And you all realize that he's trying to just make it. So this is basically a one quarterback league and everybody plays a one quarterback style just so that he doesn't have to try and figure out how to find that second quarterback. He can't do that. He can't figure that out. Like I, I am, I'm kind of a jerk. When it comes to that, I mean, I'll, I'll admit like, that's really mean to say, but at the same time, like they're being an asshole. <laughs> so, so I, once it gets to that point, I really don't care anymore. Like I will, I will totally fight back and just straight up say, you're clearly showing that you don't know how to acquire a second quarterback and you're only trying to make it so that the whole league just plays by your rules and doesn't acquire a second quarterback because that helps you. You are really being vocal about this because you're trying to shut everybody else down because <laughs> they're going to lap you as you go to look for a second quarterback, but you can't get one. Yeah. Oh man, it gets, it gets <laughs> ugly. Uh, people, I, I mean, I, I, I just revel in it. I laugh at it because people get really pissed. Oh no, I, I, I've been playing for so much longer than you. I can, I promise you that I can, I'll win. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, eventually you're going to cave and you're going to have to get a second quarterback. Where do you think you're going to get that second quarterback from? Yeah. Like you're not, you've clearly made the point that nobody should trade a quarterback in this league. All <laughs> that's doing is making the market even tighter. Yeah. So every time you squeeze that tighter, all that does to me is make my price go up. Like right. I, I, I share a little <laughs> story. I took over uh, an orphan, but it was in the draft. And like I said, I don't like doing drafts, but this particular commissioner reached out and said, Hey, I had somebody basically abandon a team in a draft. It's in a terrible spot. It's a 14 team super flex league. This team was awful. <laughs> <laughs> like they had made terrible trades and they walked away. They clearly were in over their head. Didn't know what they were doing. It had like Tom Brady and Sam Darnold on it. Tom Brady was like the, I think they're, second or third pick or something like that. They had new Hopkins and they traded him away for like pennies. Oh, broke my heart. Like, so this team was terrible. <clears throat> I, I get to take it over for basically, you know, nothing though. No, no fee. And I get to see, I get to play. <laughs> so I came in, I literally just started taking quarterbacks, quarterback, 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 quarterback. That's all I took. Nice. And of course then the league chat, which this is a league. I don't, I don't know these people, so I don't participate in the chat, but I do monitor the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't type anything in, but I read everything they type. And it started after I took like the third or fourth one. Well, is this, is this person just going to take nothing but quarterbacks? Yep. That's the plan. <laughs> I just kept taking them. I did take David Johnson because he fell like super duper far. And I was like, 
you know what? If he's any good in Houston, I'm going to get a good pick out of him. Well, there's one guy who has just, I mean, he had this gorgeous, gorgeous roster. It was so nice. And he didn't have any quarterbacks. He had none. <laughs> he messages me and he's like, hey, I'm looking for a quarterback. You know what, 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 what quarterbacks are for sale? And I'm like, all of them. I mean, obviously all of them. I, I've said it. I, I posted on the message board, not in the league chat, but on the actual MFL message board. Like, I'll sell quarterbacks. If anybody needs a quarterback, let me know. Like, they're all for sale. This team is obviously not competing and it's going to get the 101 next year. But I had a whole lot of quarterbacks. Trying, I'm trying to pull the league up so I can read them, but I can't find it. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Because they're, I mean, they're not like great quarterbacks, but they're not terrible ones. I Drew Brees also. I drafted him because, you know, nobody wants to draft Drew Brees in a dynasty startup. Well, that's the guy that I, that's the one that I actually sold to this guy. And he offers me, I don't know, like a second and a third 2021. And I'm, I just straight up rejected. Yeah. And he came back and he offered like his first alone. And I'm like, no, I just rejected. Finally, I did counter and I sent him a counter for the first and the second and I don't know, some other, like some other pick swaps later on. And he said, no, then he came back to me and whatever he sent me, I said, no. And then I offered it to him for his first, second and third and the same pick swaps. So the price went up and I, I told him, I was like, dude, you've got an hour because I'm going to be on the clock again. And like <laughs> the market's going to change in an hour. If you want this deal, take it now. And he's like, well, what about you offered it for, you offered me a, a better deal on him last time. And I said, the market's changed since then. Like, if you want him, this is it. He took the deal. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I honestly, I think I could have gotten more, <laughs> but I won't be greedy. Uh, and of course, as soon as that went through all the chat just fucking blows up. Yeah. Oh, somebody must've really wanted a start, starting quarterback. That's oh, that's a ridiculous overpay for Drew Brees. And all I'm thinking is, this dude's got a quarterback that's going to put up points and look at the rest of his roster. Now guys, granted, he only has one. He's going to need a second quarterback. I don't know where he's going to get that from because he's got no assets left to give up. Uh, yeah. So he's going to have to give me another good player. And it's going to be a player that he drafted way above whatever quarterback I end up giving him. <laughs> I am more than happy to help him out and let him win this championship this year. Granted, it hurts the picks that I end up getting. But at the same time, it does send the message to the league that, look, if you're going to get a quarterback from me, you are going to pay up. Yeah, I will sell them, but it's hard to it's, it is hard to get right proper value the year of a startup. I don't think a first, second and third is actually good enough for Drew Brees. But that's the maximum that I was going to be able to get. Like, yeah. I can't ask for two firsts. Not He's not worth two firsts. Um, but I can't ask for a first in two seconds. Nobody has that yet. <laughs> yeah. So so I have to take everything that I can get. And I got a couple of bumps later on in the startup too, you know. So I got I got as much as I could and I got out. And I let the league know, this is the price. You want a quarterback, you come strong. And I, I, I do love that move of raising the price after the initial price is said no to. Because that just... It goes one of two ways. Some people are like, you're a complete jerk, no chance. Uh, but the way I see it go more is it kind of gives a little bit of a panic to the person mm -hmm. because they, they get this little thought that, 
if I say no this time, what's it going to be the next time I ask? And I made that very clear to him that the market was going to change again the next time he came looking. Like I am very clear that the market is what I play. Right. I don't really care. I don't really care what the players do. I, I play the market of players. Like they are the pieces that I play with. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but this is the game that we play. And that change in a startup that changes with every single pick, the market changes every single time. Another quarterback got taken, whether it was by me or by somebody else. And it didn't land on his roster, his market to spend, to get a quarterback became a little more desperate. Yeah. (laughs) I'm okay with telling somebody that. I mean, I I will be completely honest. I am very open when I'm trading with somebody, (laughs) Uh, which is why, Some people don't like to trade with me. Some people find it very easy to trade with me. I'm very (laughs) blunt. I will straight up tell you, this is what I will give you. I don't negotiate a lot because like, why bother? Like, look, that's not the deal I want. So I'm not going to just take a deal just to make a deal. If you want to pay this, I'll, I'll sell this. If I want to pay that, will you sell for that? Like it's some people like over negotiate. I don't see the point a lot of times. Yeah. Just tell me, tell tell me, tell me your price. I'll tell you mine. If they line up good. Yeah. If not like why, like, well, some people tell you start low so that you can rise, you know, rise up and whatever. Like why bother? Just tell, just be honest. Just be really open. Tell me what something costs. I will tell you if I'm going to pay it. And if you ask me what something's going to cost, I will tell you what it's going to cost to get it from me. Don't try and tell me why that price is wrong. When you ask the question of what something costs. If you want to just make an offer, then do that. <laughs> but if you ask me what my price is, then guess what? My price is my price and it yeah. doesn't change. I, I, don't, I, I don't come down because yeah. when you asked the question, I gave you the answer. You don't need to just try and convince me that I was wrong then. Especially when you're the quarterback store. Which oh, I, God, yes. Like that, so that's that. my response to the, you know, Shop all, elsewhere. Those, all those points on your bench. It's It's like, first of all, it's April. My guys aren't scoring. I, I don't know what league you're playing in where <laughs> your bench players are scoring points or not scoring points in April. Yeah. In, in April, none of these guys are scoring points. So like that, that part doesn't matter to me right now. What matters to me is when it comes to quarterbacks, again, I'm the quarterback store. And not only that, I'm Microsoft. Like <laughs> I've got a monopoly here. I set the market. I, I can tell you, this is the price for quarterbacks and you're going to have to pay it. It's, it's, it's funny, Bosh. You kind of pull out this belligerence in me when it comes to this. I try and (laughs) (laughs) I try and take a soft approach to it. Generally speaking, when I'm talking about this stuff, but it's pointless to be soft, just be blunt and direct. (laughs) It's a lot more fun. That's for sure. (laughs) And, and I, and I think that it illustrates the point a little bit better. Like, You know, people keep coming to me and and saying, you know, your, your strategy makes you, it makes you a douche. And it's like, I don't, I I don't, it doesn't, first of all, I I don't, you don't have to, you have to trade with me. I'm not forcing you to trade with me. Exactly. You're the one that has quarterbacks. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Oh yeah. Welcome to capitalism, my friend. Shop elsewhere. I, I have, I have literally said that to people many times yeah else go look around see if you can get a quarterback somewhere else for cheaper if you do 
that's good. Yeah. If you come back to me, guess what? I know that you shopped around and your price is going up because I know that you couldn't beat the deal that I offered you, which means I wasn't pricing high enough. Right. So when you come back, it's going to be more expensive. <laughs> I mean, like I am, I am very, uh, very hard on that. <laughs> like you either take the deal when it's offered yeah, or you move on because, and that's, if I don't know how people don't see it that way, that like, if you return, if you say no to a deal and then you try to revisit it a day later, I know the reason you're revisiting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because now you're thinking, well, maybe that deal wasn't so bad because you went and you looked around, you didn't find anything better. I can tell you didn't make another trade. I can look at the transaction report. It's not hard. I get emails. I didn't get an email that said you made a trade. So I know you're coming back after looking elsewhere. That means I have even more leverage on you. Like that's, that's plain and simple. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and not only that, I mean, the closer we get to the season, you know, hypothetically, of course, at this point, but obviously um, the closer we, we get to the season, the, the more the demand goes up and this becomes very basic economics the closer we get to the season, it's easy to say that you're fine without quarterbacks right now. Cause again, we're not scoring points. None of them are, it doesn't matter. But the closer we get to the season, the harder it gets to, you know, everybody gets a little bit tighter with their players, especially the, the ones who are more scarce, uh, AKA the quarterbacks. And you know, the, the, the more the demand goes up because it starts to become a reality. All right. Now I need to start thinking about how am I going to set my lineup? So, you know, and they start to realize, like, I, I'm going to have a hard time competing without a quarterback at Superflex. And, you know, so again, the, the, the demand goes up, which means the price goes up. <laughs> like, that's, it's, it's economics 101. So, it, you know, it, it just, it, it, I don't know. It, it's almost like there's just kind of, there's, all they have left is kind of psychology, you know, they're trying to trying to make you feel like you're you're in a you're not in a position of strength. And the reason that they're trying to do that to you, if you went quarterback heavy, the reason they're trying to make you feel like you're not in that position of strength is because they recognize that you are and there's nothing else they can do about it. They can either they 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 can pay your price or not. Like that's that's kind of where we're at. They can pay your price or they can suck. <laughs> That's that's pretty much what's what the options come down to, especially in August and September. Like that's that's what it's going to be. And but so, they won't suck. What they what they look at is I won't I don't I can't win the championship, but my team is good enough that I'll finish right in the middle. Yeah. And then maybe they don't look at it, but maybe you can point it out to them. Um, yeah. <laughs> your team isn't good enough to win the championship without a quarterback. Your team is good enough to finish right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, what quarterback are you going to get at one oh six next year? Yeah. Like. Especially in the middle of your rebuild, because you yeah. lost your running backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes running backs do last more than one year. Sometimes, yeah, yeah every sometimes. now and then. <laughs> every, every now and then, yeah. That I mean, they'll they'll yeah. It it, it kind of depends on who you get at this point, but but then you're gonna um, reach, and then you're gonna be taking a quarterback at 106. Yeah, that doesn't deserve to go at right. 106. Yeah, because exactly. they're not going to be that top tier because they're all going to be gone. So then yep. you're going to be stuck with a quarterback that's going to be sitting on the bench, backing up somebody for their first year. 
you're still not going to be any good and you're going to be right in the middle. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And then you're yeah. then your running backs are gone after that year. <laughs> yeah, that, then for sure. Yeah, I was going to say like the the clock starts ticking in your head when you've got a rookie quarterback on the on the NFL bench and like that's the guy that you're you're kind of trying to build around and meanwhile you've got Leonard Fournette and you've got Ezekiel Elliott and maybe you get another year out of those guys they're on new teams but you know they've got a one year contract like every single carry you're just like oh my god like that's that's my future right there i i just lost that much fantasy production when i finally get this quarterback so um, I've got, uh, before we, before we wrap up, I do want to ask you a couple quick questions here. So, um, what does quarterback heavy look like to you in a super flex startup? Like how many, how many quarterbacks, uh, what's the optimal number for you to come out of a, a startup with? Um, what's the, the minimum? So I don't ever go into, I don't go into any startup with a plan. Really? <laughs> nope. Not even a little. Um, most of them are auction, like I said, and I, I actually think having a plan limits and restricts you, or at least it limits and restricts me. Mm -hmm. So I play extremely loose. Um, I'm that guy who will play pre-flop everything when, when I'm doing a startup. That's not how I actually play poker. I'm extremely tight when I play poker. I was like, man, we need to play a game of cards, man. (laughs) But you know that, you know that fucker at the table. (laughs) Eh, sure. Seven, nine. Maybe those will eventually connect. And like, you know, they just play that over and over and over. Um, But they adapt. If it's cheap to play, they play. And if it's not, they don't. But, you know, hey, okay, I got two of them. I got, you know, I got an eight and a six. Well, now I'll keep playing, you know. Uh, So I I do play extremely loose in an auction. I I start out with no plan. And I kind of let the auction dictate where I want to go. I will drive up quarterback prices in every single auction. And then I, like I said, I hope I don't get them, but I like to force that action. That's this to me. That's the equivalent of taking the quarterbacks early in a draft and taking multiple ones over and over and over. It's been a while since I've done a draft, but I, I would almost in a super flex, I would really have a hard time not taking a quarterback in the first round. Uh, if the quarterback run like goes nuts in the first round, that's actually the time when I probably would avoid quarterback. And at that point, I would just resign myself to saying, all right, I'll play. I, I, I'll be the person that'll play with no quarterbacks, but I'll figure out a way. And at that point, I'll go for it in year one and I'll try to just fill in the gaps with the garbage quarterbacks. But that that's a really specific scenario that hasn't happened to me in a while i've been i have done that in the past in startups where there is you know a quarterback run of six or seven in the first round and i'm towards the end and i'm like all right um scrap that plan because everybody else is doing it so i almost always want to do the opposite yeah because i'm not going to be able to keep up like i can't keep up with that quarterback run if everybody else is doing it so at that point then i have to figure out a different way to try to win the league then I do, then I do shift, but I mean, that's pretty rare that that the markets also like them in that scenario. And I've done that too. Like for the most part, I'm, I'm quarterback heavy across the board, but like I, I, I just did a startup uh, last month where it started off pretty quarterback heavy. And 
I, you know, I was at, I was, I think I was at the, the, uh, one, two turn and something like four quarterbacks went ahead of me, four or five quarterbacks. So I started off running back, running back. Like it's, it's very rare that I'm willing to do that. But in that, that case, feel? yeah, <laughs> it was, it was weird. Did you go to counseling afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <did. laughs> I had to do a lot of meditating over that one. Um, that was it was strange, but yeah, it, it. But you know the 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 whole thing that we're talking about with quarterback heavy is just the fact that you can drive the market when you have all those quarterbacks. Well, if everybody's got the quarterbacks that they need, then the market's not there. Yeah, so you know that's where it was like, all right, well, let me just put together a a. a basic roster with you know i'll end up with a total of three or four quarterbacks and you know which is still enough that i can trade quarterback for quarterback and and uh, i'll just go win the championship here in year one (laughs) yeah i mean that is the time to shift so anytime so i don't go i don't go in with any set plan it's all about flexibility and adaptability for me yeah and that's i mean that's just that's literally something that i that's just ingrained in me from a lifetime of playing games yeah. <laughs> with with a very strategic game playing family yeah. where if you where if you don't adapt in game to whatever strategy the other person's doing <laughs> you're in trouble yeah it makes sense for sure i that that is one one place where you and i kind of differ i guess and I, I like i take the same mentality into into dynasty sometimes that i take into um you know, I own my own business here in Denver and that's like that, that influences me a lot. And one thing I've kind of learned, I I also mentor, uh, small business owners. And one thing I've kind of learned is, um, you know, a lot of people do want to shift quite a bit and it's like, you know, you, you, you came to me wanting to start your business based on something that you do extremely well you know, something where you've got kind of an unfair advantage and it's the thing that you're the best at. Like, this is your best idea. So go, go all in on your best idea. That's, that's kind of where I get the, I, I, I'm a little bit stubborn about the quarterback heavy approach is, is I just feel like those are the rosters that I feel the best about. Uh, those are the rosters I feel like I can work with the most. Um, I, I, I just feel like that's, the best strategy for me. So I'll, I generally hold pretty steady to it. Um, but I mean, for your, for your purposes, I mean, you're kind of not even necessarily looking at positions like for you, it's, it's just a value thing. Yep. It's so, it's so value oriented. And, and in that case, it makes sense. Like best player available, you know, value-based drafting. That's kind of, that's kind of what you're doing. It just ends up being quarterbacks more yeah i just happen to value quarterbacks more than (laughs) (laughs) they happen to be the best player available most of the times in in the most value like that like that's not even a a, that's what they score more points than most other positions so yeah they're the most valuable to me (laughs) (laughs) right it it, it works out yeah exactly um so with that being said I, i my last question for you would just be a simple I'm trying to figure out how to ask this exactly. Cause I am curious, like, <laughs> you know, once you start trading these players, these quarterbacks, um, because it sounds like you're, you're looking to downgrade, which I, I also love. Oh, um, yeah. But that's the thing that people, 
that people still don't quite get is there's like, there's absolutely no reason to ever upgrade a quarterback. Uh, almost no reason. I mean, if, if you can, if you can very cheaply move from Tom Brady to Pat Mahomes, you do it. But like, otherwise, I mean, there's, there's the, they're 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 all going to score a very similar amount of. Points. I'm pretty happy changing from Pat Mahomes to Tom Brady as long yeah. as I'm getting a boatload on the other side. Like yeah, and that's the thing. You're mostly going to do that. You're mostly going to get a, that type of return. Um, I guess my question, based on on the way you value the quarterbacks, though, is, uh, you know, what? Um, <laughs> again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to guide this one a little bit. I, I guess I'm curious. Let's, let's just say you've got, uh, Carson Wentz and uh, actually I'm going to give you an entire roster here. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to put you at one one and, uh, we're, we're just going to do a snake draft. Um, just because, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's still the standard as ridiculous as that is. That's kind of where we're at. So you end up with Pat Mahomes. Uh, call it Dak Prescott and uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. And that's a good start. Yeah. And uh, let's say Matthew Stafford. Oh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> this is, this is, I'm, I'm kind of looking at uh, the latest DLF Superflex ADP. It's not even complete yet, but this is a very doable start. The, um, the, the mats have been my starters for years. Really? So, yeah, Stafford and Matt Ryan. Oh, that's a co- Ryan. that's a combo I love starting. <laughs> well, let's do that actually. Because if I if I you... if I don't if I don't go like super cheap, like oh they're perfect. Like give me give me two guys right smack dab in the average category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that actually. Then we'll we'll still give you Pat Mahomes, but um, that actually gives you the opportunity to you know in your second and third round, you're actually taking you know position players instead, knowing that there's that quarterback run coming probably around the fifth. So in the fourth, you get Matt Ryan in the fifth, you get Matthew Stafford. And then let's say in the, I probably didn't pass up Dak. I probably have Dak too. So if I have Mahomes, right? I have Mahomes, Dak, Stafford and Ryan. Yeah. Like okay. that's, that's, that's doable from the first spot, right? Yeah. And then yeah, I w- I'm definitely doing that and I'm trading Mahomes and Dak right away. That was going to be my question. Oh, yeah. I, I want to give you one more quarterback, and, and we'll say that um, you know, in in round nine, you grab Tom Brady. So the first dream come true. First quarterback you're trading, Pat Mahomes. Yep. Seeing a lot I, of people would trade Brady, and, and I'm oh god, that's such a waste. You're not getting anywhere. You're not right. getting anything of value back for Brady. Right. Trade. I'm trading Mahomes because I am setting the market there of what I will trade a quarterback for. And it's going to be a shit ton. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. What's your price? A lot. I mean, it's, it's league dependent, obviously, but for Pat Mahomes, I am, I mean, it's, I, you have to look at the teams, but it's the sky's the limit right now for him, yeah. but I'm definitely trading him. Yeah. Definitely trading him. Let's if say somebody wants to give me a quarterback plus all their 2021s. Um, <laughs> man, you're Baker thinking might really... Baker Baker and Wentz like that might be. No, I probably want more than that. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably drop down to. 
<laughs> I'd probably drop down to Russell Wilson for that. Uh, <laughs> you would, you would only deign because to I accept only, Russell Wilson. Yeah, but, but but only because I know I would trade Russell Wilson. Then <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, who's who's like the quarterback? Like, uh, Dak's probably the one that would take like a, a first, second, third, and fourth to get from. And I I don't actually condone like trading for a whole set. I'm just thinking right after a startup, that's what somebody has. Yeah. Somebody has a full set and I'm taking their full set to get from a quarterback up to Mahomes. It would probably be Dak, but he's already on my roster. So <laughs> yeah, I, it would be... I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Deshaun Watson's out of, out of, out of the, uh, I think I could get Deshaun Watson plus a full set of picks to get up to Mahomes. Okay. I don't think that's out of, out of the range of possibilities. Do you? Um, no, I mean, it shouldn't be. No, value wise, I, I don't even yeah, I don't even know for sure that I would do it to be I would honest. probably still want Mahomes. But yeah. because I have the because I have the luxury of quarterbacks, that's yeah. how I would probably attack it. And then I'm gonna immediately trade Deshaun Watson too. And I'm just gonna tear down again and see if I can get, <laughs> you know, if I can keep getting just building those picks. And I'm still gonna end up with what was it, Stafford, Ryan, and Brady? Yeah. Like plus yep. then I've traded Mahomes, I got a quarterback and a set of picks. I'm trading whoever that quarterback is for another quarterback and a set of picks, probably. <laughs> or maybe at that point, I do get a running back or wide receiver and a set of picks. I mean, I'm, that's how I usually, back when I did drafts, <laughs> that's how I would attack them. You know, yeah. I would just take the quarterbacks and I'll just tear down little by little and just keep adding that 2020, the next, the next draft class, the picks, add those. Still have my quarterbacks though too. Like I, I don't want to get rid of them. I want to keep a quarterback, an, enough quarterbacks to play, and so that I can compete now. And then all of a sudden, that ammo that I have, I can use that to go and acquire running backs and wide receivers in the season that are going to help me get there if I need to get there. Or if I don't think I can get there this year, I'm going to really reload that next year, and I'm still going to have quarterbacks that are playing and starting. And I'm going to have a whole lot of young running backs and wide receivers to go with it. Yeah. Mahomes is definitely the first one you should trade. <laughs> if you start <laughs> trading, if you start trading from the bottom, you're going to run out of options really. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, I can't trade Mahomes for that. And it uh, honestly, I, I don't know if I would take uh, Watson plus a full set, but right after the startup, that's what people have. Right. Like you don't, you can't say I need Watson plus, you know, a first and two seconds, or I need Watson plus this first. And uh, maybe it, maybe it is a league where you get uh, trades two years out. So maybe you could get like the next two years firsts or something like that. If you throw in a little something, you know, throw in a second or something, then you might be able to get that. Yeah. I don't play in a lot of leagues where you can trade two years out though. Those are dangerous. Yeah. I kind of don't really like those either. People, people value you know, future picks wrong. So you better I, be paying entry fees if you're trading that far out. That too. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what I mean by dangerous people, people sell and bolt. Yeah. Yeah. I also just, but like I said, I also just don't like the way they, they value those future picks. Can it treating a 2021 first, like it's an actual first. I, I don't, I don't, I don't love that. Um, so yeah, I and by the way, I agree with you. It starts with start with Mahomes. Um and and like you said, I mean, just kind of tear down. So let's say that hypothetically you did that. You went from Mahomes to Watson to Wentz 
to Baker Mayfield and you were kind of picking up some assets along the way. Now you've got Baker Mayfield uh, to go with uh, Stafford, Ryan and Brady. Um, let's just say hypothetically. Let's uh, say you, you probably picked up three firsts. Yeah. Along yeah. that way. Yeah. Like, that's incredible value. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, Baker, and we, Baker can easily get back up to that top tier. I mean, maybe not the, maybe not Mahomes and Lamar status, but he can probably get up there with Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. That's not, it's not out of the range of possibilities for Baker Mayfield right now. Yeah, definitely. His, and his value is still fairly high. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what people see in Austin Hooper that's booing Baker Mayfield's value. But I mean, that's, that's kind of the difference right now. He, he added Austin, Austin Hooper. Cool. Well, and, and Kevin Stefanski, maybe that's part. Of I think it. that's part of it. And I think it's just the weapons in general. I mean, yeah. So, we, we we all got on the Cleveland band bandwagon last year and uh, got burned. You're still there. So we're going to hop on for another round. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not um, anti Baker. I, I mean, I'm not going out to get him, but I'm not. I, I think he's going to be. He's definitely going to be the quarterback for Cleveland for a little while. So <laughs> you I feel be, pretty comfortable yeah. in his starting position. Yeah. Jordan, I, I, I've already invoked Jordan McNamara's name once, so I've got to go back to him here. But um, in that book, he also has some indicators for uh, quarterback sustainability um, and, and you know, long-term production, at, at least a quarterback one level. And uh, I don't want to give away all his secrets, but he's got me nervous about Baker Mayfield. I'll just say that. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so in this hypothetical scenario, you move down to from Pat Mahomes to Baker Mayfield. Still have Dak Prescott. Now he's your quarterback one. Uh, you still have uh, Stafford, Ryan, and Tom Brady. And uh, I'm curious. Let's say now that you want to, um, you you're gonna just cash in on one of those quarterbacks. Let's say Baker Mayfield, just for argument's sake. Um. It, you're not even looking necessarily to get a second quarterback, a quarterback in return. And again, this is very hypothetical because I know that's not your actual strategy. But I'm curious what your what it would take for you to give Baker Mayfield up without giving a quarterback in return. Um, in this particular scenario, where it sounds like my goal is to not compete this year, uh, because I've picked up some picks as I've gone down. So I'm really trying to plan for the next year. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a wide receiver. I don't want to take on a running back um, just because one, they could actually make my team a little bit better than I want it to be so fast and then fall off because <laughs> yeah. running backs, running backs come up and down so fast that, so I'm definitely not looking for a running back. I would be seeking out a wide receiver. If somebody comes to me and says, you know, Hey, I, I want to get, I want to add Baker. Uh, but I, I can't give you a quarterback. The first thing I'm doing is looking at their wide receivers yeah. and I'm going to start high, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's tough to, tough to give an exact name, but it would probably be, you know, I would look for a young receiver. <sighs> um, trying to think. Like DJ. Like it, is that, uh, I mean, I, God, I would love that, but there's no way that's coming through. Um, no, there's no way they're giving up DJ more unless they're desperate. I mean, if they are that, 
if that's the option and then everybody below that is like not anywhere up to what I would want, mm-hmm. then I would say DJ Moore is the only receiver that, I, you know, I, I would want a receiver back and DJ Moore is really the only one that I kind of like, um, you know, is that workable or is he too much for you? I would basically kind of lead them to say, you know, he's too much, which is fine by me, but sometimes they come back and they do say, okay, we can work with that. And oh, if they say we can work with that, then yeah, that's where I'm definitely targeting. Cause if I already feel good at quarterback, I'm trying to switch it in the wide receiver. I'll get my running backs next year in the draft and we go from there. Yeah. So wide receiver is always the position. Uh, if I'm changing a quarterback, which is a long-term position, if I'm trading that out for another position, it's got to be a long-term position. I don't like trading quarterbacks for running backs because that's long-term for short-term, sh- for short-term, which mm-hmm. is bad. And I'm never trading for tight ends. Ugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Never. I'll just, I don't, I don't care at all about tight ends. Yeah. It would have to be a pretty heavy premium for them to even really move <laughs> the needle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, I just, I had a question for you and I just lost it. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to Baker, Oh, because you mentioned, you know, the, the fact that running backs are so short term. I mean, doesn't that give them a little bit of a value drop to a point where you should be able to get a little bit, at least, you know, to, to my, to my mind, that means you should be able to draw from a higher tier of running backs in order to move Baker. And that's, to me and you, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, that, it, that's I, I, I do tend to understand <laughs> that in a trade, um, there's two parties, <laughs> and usually the other party doesn't see it that way. Usually, nobody values quarterbacks the same way I do in any of the leagues that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> so I can I can understand that, but that's why. But because of that, that's why I don't even bother to look at running back because I actually don't want their running backs. Whatever running back they think is going to be equal to the quarterbacks, it's not the running back I want. Yeah. That's why I want the wide receiver. And I might take what would appear to be a slight loss. I don't I don't care. I'll, I'll take a loss in a trade if it gets me the wide receiver that I want. If they have a wide receiver I want, and I think it will be the one that will line up for them to get the quarterback, I'll get the deal done because I already have my quarterback set and I'm already I'm trying to set up my wide receivers. So then I have all my long-term positions basically set. Then yeah. all I have to do is fill in from there with running backs. And like I said, whatever tight ends I can, whatever tight ends I can play. <laughs> just, yeah. Just random tight end. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, those guys work out more often than not. So whatever, take them all. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that that gives everybody a pretty good gauge of, First of all, I mean that's that, I love this strategy. Again, like you know, you kind of build the foundation around the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Like that's that's kind of the goal. And then, like you said, you fill in the running backs later because I mean you're going to have to do it every year. <laughs> like the running yeah. backs, you you have to go find new ones every single year. Basically, and, the the super flex drafts that I, I am still in some draft based super flex leagues. I don't leave. I don't leave any draft without a quarterback and a running back. I don't care where I take them. Really, I mean, if if, if I have third round picks and there's quarterbacks that haven't been taken, I'll take them. Like I, I don't. I don't even care if they're if I like them. I don't have to like them. I don't care who they play for. 
None of that matters. They're <laughs> a quarterback and it's a third round pick. Yeah. I, I'm taking a quarterback. I, I want a quarterback. I want a, I want a shot every single year from that rookie draft on a quarterback and a running back. Because guess what? Those two, when they hit, that value goes skyrocketing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, to me, that puts a perfect bow on it. it the thing is, Bosh, I could talk about this with you forever. <laughs> we didn't even get to auctions. Like, we, yeah. we we threw out some some platitudes. You know, we talked about how auction is the way to do it. It Like, it's it's by far superior. I'll come back. Uh, I'll come back and we can talk auctions whenever. I'm not, That's I can what... talk. I can talk auctions forever. It would be we if we talked if we started auctions now we'd be talking way too long. I know. Yeah, all night. All pack a pack a flashlight and a lunch. It's gonna take all night and all day. Um, but that's what I was driving at is uh, the fact that we're gonna have to do this again very soon. We've just got way too much that we still that we still need to talk about, but. Really appreciate your time, man. And uh, uh, we got a we we still covered a lot of ground. Um, very useful stuff. Um, very entertaining stuff. And uh, again, make sure to check out part one where we talked about uh, you know what, what some contingencies that you can start to take um, in the event that COVID nineteen shuts down the NFL season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go back and check that one out too. There's there's so much good stuff. And like I said, so much, so many rocks we haven't even unturned with you, Bosch. So we're going to have to do it again. But real quick, uh, could you just uh, remind everybody where they can find your work and maybe a call to action for those uh, those leagues that you talked about in part one, uh, all the all the charity based stuff that you're doing right now? Uh, sure, you can find basically everything I do on Twitter at John Bosch FF. I'm pretty loose with what I tweet about my work. So uh, basically, if I do something, I tweet it out. But you can find stuff on this podcast feed. If you're listening to the DLF podcast family, uh, you'll find DG Dynasty Game Night on here. You'll find Dynasty Wall Street on the Dynasty Trade Calculator feed. You'll also find I occasionally will do what I call Dynasty Panic Room. That's also on the DTC feed. Uh, that's I just do. I actually send out like real trades. I'm in a bunch of leagues. So I do like a real time, you know, Hey, this is what Twitter says. This guy should be worth. I send out a bunch of trades to test that market. And then I provide some real time feedback. Uh, so like it got me a, you know, pretty cheap share of Stefan Diggs last year, stuff like that. When a guy, guys have bad games. Um, so that's pretty fun. Nice. Uh, you can check out my pin tweet. If you want to join into a, contest a roster challenge contest to benefit fantasy cares there will be prizes too so you can win some money the current value or uh, current cost is 250 a roster two dollars and fifty cents it'll go up to five dollars big money at, <laughs> after the nfl draft so it's basically a quick little challenge where all you do is submit a roster that's it you can pick from any player every player can be owned on every single roster it's all about hitting basically the best roster that you can make right now of course those rosters do lock every time the price goes up so if you buy one now you have to have it submitted by the draft and then you don't get to change it based on how the draft goes <laughs> that's the whole catch <laughs> yeah doing some doing some great charity work there and uh with um always always very uh very creative uh with the leagues you come up with by the way the uh everybody keep an eye out on 
John Bosch's timeline for those FC eliminators too. Those oh, will yes. come up over the summer. Those will be late, late May, late May, June is the goal. The yeah. goal is to have those wrapped up before SFB. <laughs> That's nice. the goal. Those, and those are a lot of fun. We did that last year on, um, as a Superflex Super Show. Uh, I think we came in second or third. We did actually pretty well. Um, those are challenging. Yeah, <laughs> those are those are hard. Tough. Those are hard to get by in. It is tough. And uh, when those come a little bit closer, that's the time to bring you on so that we can talk about those and maybe talk a little strategy with you on that too. And then, yeah, we'll get to the auctions as well. So, so much stuff. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, you're, you're doing awesome work and you're doing God's work here coming on the super show and talking about quarterback heavy with me. So appreciate your time, brother. We'll do it again for sure. Of course. With that, we're going to wrap it up for the week. And as I do that, I'm going to ask you for a quick favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also subscribe to the DLF family of podcasts, mega feed, and get access to all the great podcasts from DLF. And once you're subscribed, if you give us a rating and review, not all podcasters give you that option, but on the ones that do, those ratings and reviews help us to expand our reach, get out to larger audience, involve more people in the conversation. And from there, we can really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you, the listener. And in the vein of listener interaction, send us your trades on Twitter as Superflex Show. And even better, send them to any one of us individually. I'm at Superflex Dude. Uh, you can also send them to John Bosch at John Bosch FF. He'll, uh, he'll gladly retweet them for you as well. And uh, we can retweet those polls, help you get more votes and comments, and sometimes even bring them here on the podcast and analyze them. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song, The Addiction, that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Until next week, stay sexy and super flexy.